ਹਰੇ ਕ੍ਰਿਸ਼ਨ ਡੀਅਰ ਡਿਵੋਟੀਸ ਸੰਨੋ ਪ੍ਰਣਾਮ ਆਲ ਗਲੋਰੀ ਸ਼੍ਰੀ ਸ਼ਰਾ ਪਰਪਾਦ ਗੁਰੂ ਮਹਾਰਾਜ ਪ੍ਰੇ ਵੀ ਆਰ ਵੈਰੀ ਫੋਰਚਨੇਟ ਵੀ ਹੈਵ ਹਿਸ ਗ੍ਰੇਸ ਵਿੰਦਨਾਥ ਪ੍ਰਭੂ ਫ੍ਰੋਮ ਮਿਸ਼ਿਗਨ ਐਂਡ ਪ੍ਰਭੂ ਜੀ ਇਸ ਗੋਇੰਗ ਟੂ ਲਾਈਟਨ ਅਸ ਫ੍ਰੋਮ ਸ਼੍ਰੀਮਦ ਭਾਗਵਤਮ ਕੈਂਟਰ 6 ਚੈਪਟਰ 2 ਵਰਸ ਨੰਬਰ 26 ਹਰੇ ਕ੍ਰਿਸ਼ਨ ਪ੍ਰਭੂ ਜੀ ਯੂ ਮੇ ਟੇਕ ਆਵਰ ਦ ਕਾਲ ਵੈਨ ਯੂ ਆਰ ਰੈਡੀ ਥੈਂਕ ਯੂ ਪ੍ਰਭੂ ਜੀ Hare Krishna can you hear me Koji Yes bro I can hear you Okay Hare Krishna dear devotees please accept my humble obeisances all glory to Prabhupada Guru Maharaj thank you for giving me this opportunity to speak on Shrimad Bhagavatam for my own purification Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya Om namo bhagavate ಸುಭಾಯಸ್ವತಿಷ್ಟಪ್ರಾಯಷುಭದ್ರೇಷು ಭಗವತೆಲಾಜಮೀಲಾಜಮೀಲಾ ಅಹೋ ಮೇ ಪರಮ ಕಷ್ಟ ಅಭೂದ್ ಅಭಿಜಿತ್ಮನ I fell down from my position as a duly qualified dhamana and begot children in the womb of a prostitute purport by shri prabhupad shri prabhupad ki jai the men of higher classes the brahmanas kshatriyas and vaishyas do not beget children in the womb of a lower class woman therefore the custom in vedic society is to examine the horoscope of a girl and boy being considered for marriage to see whether their combination is suitable vedic astrology reveals whether one has been born in a vipra varna kshatriya varna vaishya varna or ashudra varna according to the three qualities of material nature this must be examined because the marriage between a boy of a vipra varna and a girl of shudra varna is incompatible married life would be miserable for both husband and wife consequently a boy should marry a girl of the same category of course this is trigunya a material calculation according to the vedas but if the boy and girl are devotees there need be no such consideration a devotee is transcendental and therefore in a marriage between devotees the boy and girl form a very happy combination om ajnana timirandhasya jnanaanjana shalakaya 
ಚಕ್ಷುರುಣ್ಮಿಲಿತೈಸ್ವರಂಮಾನಂದಮಾಧವೃಷ್ಣಪೇಷಾಯೂತಲೆ ಶ್ರೀಮತೆ ಭಕ್ತಿವೇದಾಂತಸ್ವಾಮೀತಿ ನಮಸ್ತೆ ಸಾರಸ್ವತೀದೇವಿ ಗೌರವಾನೀ ಪ್ರಚಾರಿಣೆ ನಿರ್ವಿಶೇಷಾಶೂನ್ಯವಾದೀ ಪಾಶ್ಚಾತ್ಯದೇಶತಾರಿಣೆ ನಮೋ ಮಹಾವೇದನ್ಯಾಯ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಪ್ರೇಮ ಪ್ರಧಾಯತೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣಾಯ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಚೈತನ್ಯ ನಾಮನೆ ಗೌರಹಕ್ಷೇ ನಮಃ ಪಂಚತತ್ವಾತ್ಮಕ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಭಕ್ತರೂಪಸ್ವರೂಪಕ ಭಕ್ತವತಾರಂ ಭಕ್ತಾಖ್ಯಂ ನಮಿ ಭಕ್ತಶಕ್ತಿ ಹೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಕರುಣಾಸಿಂಧು ದೀನಬಂಧು ಜಗತ್ಪತೆ ಗೋಪೇಶ ಗೋಪಿಕಾಂತ ರಾಧಾಕಾಂತ ನಮೋಸ್ತುತೆ ಸಪ್ತಕಾಂಚನ ಗೌರಾಂಗೀ ರಾಧೇ ವೃಂದಾವನೇಶ್ವರಿ ವೃಷಭಾನುಸುತೆ ದೇವಿ ಪ್ರಣಮಿ ಹರಿಪ್ರಿಯ ವಾಂಚಾಕಲ್ಪತೃಭ್ಯ ಕೃಪಾಸಿಂಧೂಭ್ಯೇವನೇಭ್ಯೋ ವೈಷ್ಣವೇಭ್ಯೋ ನಮೋ ನಮಃ ಜಯ ಶ್ರೀಕೃಷ್ಣ ಚೈತನ್ಯ ಪ್ರಭೂ ನಿತ್ಯಾನಂದ ಶ್ರೀಅದ್ವೈತ್ಯಗದಾಧ ಶಿವಾಸ್ತಾದೀಶ್ರಿಗೌರಭಕ್ತವೃಂದ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೇ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೇ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೇ 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 ಕೃಷ್ಣ ರೀಡಿಂಗ್ ದ ಟ್ರಾನ್ಸ್ಲೇಷನ್ ಒನ್ ಮೋರ್ ಟೈಮ್ ಅಜಮಿಲ ಸೆಡ್ ಅಲಾಸ್ ಬೀಂಗ್ ಅ ಸರ್ವೆಂಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಮೈ ಸೆನ್ಸಸ್ how degraded i became i fell down from my position as a duly qualified dhamana and begot children in the womb of a prostitute so as you know this is the topic going on in the past time of ajamila how ajamila by seeing a shudra and a shudrani embracing in a public place so he his mind got contaminated and the in, inner hidden um, desire basically sometime that desire that tendency that impression may be there in a seed form and when the proper environment comes that seed fructifies the same way in ajamila seeing that obscene he also developed that desire that attachment his mind was constantly going again and again to that particular thought that particular scene as in bhagavad gita lord krishna says dhyato vishayan pumsa sanghas tesho pajayate sanghat sanjayate kama so as we continuously keep thinking about certain object we develop attachment for that and then there is a desire to attain that the same way as in azamila's case by continuously kind of meditating on that scene how a man and woman were embracing kissing and he also started thinking and he developed desire to engage in that activity he gave up all his 
activities of a brahmana he threw his parents out of the house his duly wedded wife out of the house and brought that prostitute and started living with that and begot many children through that prostitute and then at the last time of his life when the yamadutas came to drag out the soul in that fearful situation he called out to the name of his youngest son whom he had named narayana so because earlier he had done some pious activities some religious activities so somehow he had got that little sukriti that he named his son as narayana and as he is continuously calling out narayana narayana come here narayana sit here narayana go to sleep narayana drink your milk so in that way he is calling out to the name of narayana and at the last minute when yamadutas came that time also out of fear he called out narayana and immediately the vishnu dutas came there and there was a debate between the vishnu dutas and the yamadutas vishnu dutas were telling how can you take this person who is innocent because he has chanted the holy name of lord hari he is completely completely purified of all his sins so there was a argument between the yamadutas and vishnu dutas finally the yamadutas go back and vishnu dutas also leave that time when ajamila is reflecting on that situation what has happened how the vishnu dutas have saved him from this danger and he want to speak to the vishnu dutas so they also just disappear at that time and after that now ajamila is reflecting on all the situations all the circumstances which has happened and he is lamenting on that situation so this is the particular verse here what ajamila is speaking that what did i do being the servant of my senses how degraded i became even though i was a duly qualified brahmana i was a son of a brahmana i was engaged in all the ritualistic ceremonies but i fell down from that position and i engaged in this abominable activity i begot so many children through a prostitute so here shila prabhupada is focusing more on the purport in the last line of this verse where ajamila is talking about begetting children through the lower class women the so prabhupada right men of the higher classes the brahmanas kshatriyas vaishyas they do not beget children in the womb of a lower class woman so now originally ajamila was married to a brahman girl only but he gave up all that and engaged in abominable activity of illicit relation so the marriage relationship how the marriage relationship to be formed in the earlier vedic culture the vedic system was the marriage happened based on the particular varna based on the qualities the brahmana boy they can marry a brahmana girl or even the girl of the two lower varnas a brahmana boy can marry a kshatriya girl also or even a vaishya girl also in some situations but kshatriya cannot marry a brahmana girl so they cannot go to the higher side they can accept a girl from the lower varna brahmana can accept as a kshatriya or a even a vaishya but not till going to the shudra level and kshatriya cannot accept a wife as a brahmana girl but they can accept a kshatriya girl or a vaishya girl so in all our scriptures we don't find any 
situation like that where a kshatriya was married to a brahmana girl except one particular situation one particular instance which comes to my mind uh, in the case of devyani and um what is the name of the king father of um, yati uh, where further the yadu dynasty came up so in that particular instance only we see this in the scripture but generally the principle is brahmana marries a brahmana girl or the lower status but the lower status cannot go to the higher so because to avoid the incompatibility this arrangement based on the varana now again this is not by birth actually based on qualities right this we say these varanas the brahmana kshatriya vaishya shudra in general this is not by birth this is based on how one has acquired those qualities based on the influence of the three modes of material nature if somebody is more situated in a goodness passion or ignorance or what combination is more prevalent so main purpose is to avoid incompatibility between husband and wife so their life can be smooth there is not much um turbulence is going on in the married life so every time um the marriage situation is based on matching their qualities matching their guna in the case of lord ramchandra and sita if we read that past time it explain very beautifully so at the time of lord ramachandra and sita's marriage when vashishta muni is speaking about all the qualities of ramachandra and the qualities of sita the qualities of the family lineage of lord ramachandra and qualities of the family lineage of devi sita so there vashishta muni says sudrasho dharma sambandha sudrasho roop sampada So this marriage proposal is based on dharma sampanda sambandha so all this marriage relationship which i am proposing is because they are all dharma sampanna ram and sita both are dharma sampanna they are roop sampanna this is not based on dhan sampanna marriage is not based on equal status in terms of wealth marriage relationship is arranged based on the equal status in terms of qualities so guna sampanna dharma sampanna not as dhan sampanna today people consider marriage relationship that somebody equal by wealth they can make a marriage arrangement right these days the boy they look for a girl who is maybe more beautiful and from the girl side they look for if the family the boy's family is wealthy well to do he is having a good position good um job good income so they look for these kind of thing the boy side is looking for tamari and the girl side is looking for damari so these relationships relationships these days are formed more based on tamari and damari but originally in the vedic culture if we see all these relationships are based on the qualities if their nature match with each other if they have the equivalent qualities 
so one one person very wealthy family very rich to do family and uh, they were pious also they were religious also and they made marriage arrangement for their daughter in a very rich family and uh, they happen to have their kul guru as their guru also somebody who is guiding them also so they came to the ashram of their guru and told guru maharaj we have done the marriage arrangement for our daughter and the boy's family is very rich family they have many cars unke ghar ke bahar to caron ki line lagi rehti hai they have a bmw mercedes all these cars standing in your courtyard and guru said okay that's very nice if the family is nice well to do they have many cars but do they have one more car if they have if they don't have that one car then all other cars are useless agar unke paas wo ek car nahi hai to baaki sab car bekar hai and what is that car that is samskar if if the boy doesn't have proper samskar then all the other things the wealth and the external beauty and all those things they are useless so these days more focus is on the externals not on internals they nobody focus on the internal character the inter, the, the qualities of the person so matching horoscope also is one of the criteria basically to match the qualities of the boy and girl because these days as we said it's not really based on birth to understand if somebody is a brahmana kshatriya vaishya in what is their nature in which varna they fall and horoscope kundali right that is one of the way to just match their horoscope to understand if their qualities match or not if their gunas match or not now somebody may say we don't want to match the horoscope right as devotees devotees may have that mindset that we don't want to go into these things and we are fully dependent on krishna so no match making is needed as prabhupada is quoting in the purport here if both boy and girl are devotees then for them there is no such consideration needed devotee is transcendental now we will come to that point also later but this is one of the criteria right people may think this devotee is very nice both are chanting so both will go along with each other very nicely so no match making is needed no such um, matching is needed then the second thing is looking at the horoscope and only people they are so much into these things that if the horoscope match perfectly then only we will move forward otherwise no further talks right so there is this talk here earlier there used to be brahmanas or jyotishi who will do the match making who will look at the horoscope and after they com- compare the horoscope only then the further talk starts then the third criteria is okay we did the match making we looked at the horoscope and maybe it's not perfectly matching there are maybe some problems but they are so interested in making this relationship either the both families are close to each other or uh, the family is well to do okay even if the horoscope is not perfectly matching there is a possible problem is there a remedy is there something we can do to fix that right so they try to do some ritualistic ceremony that oh if you do this anushthan this yagya or something that problem can be solved so they try to find the remedy for that solution if they find a problem in their horoscope and then the another 
criteria or another consideration is whimsically not even checking that that oh, we don't believe in all this we don't follow this horoscope and all as i said earlier these days people just go with externals they don't consider anything at all as per the scriptures as per the vedic culture so these days the relationships are based on more as a whimsical even not family arrangement also right most of the relationships these days are happening based on just mutual boy and girl they start to like each other they think oh we are good for each other and let's get into the relationship and more and more degradation is happening as the kaliyuga is progressing mm-hmm. now even people don't want to get into marriage relationship they are more into live in relationships that what is the need of marriage so human civilization is moving towards animal civilization in animals there is no consideration of marriage they just see each other on the street they get attracted and they just want to unite together so human is also progressing towards that animalistic civilization so the purpose of marriage relationship is to make sure the boy and girl they live together in a harmonious way while progressing towards the real goal of life so first of all when we say the word marriage that is also not the original cultural word actually if we use the word marriage shaadi vivah so there is also a big difference in these words how these words have emerged actually the word marriage which is used nowadays and came from the western culture if we look at the real meaning of this word marriage it's like a contractual agreement right so marriage is also like a contract agreement between the boy and girl that okay we will live with each other and try to fulfill the needs of others and if it doesn't work out then we will separate so that's like a contract only and the word shaadi right shaadi also came from the uh, the mughal shaadi the real meaning is enjoyment boy and girl they come together for the purpose of enjoyment and bhagavad gita says wherever there is enjoyment it will lead to misery right in chapter 5 Lord Krishna says, "Yehi sam prashada bhoga dukh yone evate." When there is enjoyment based on the context of senses, it will ultimately lead to misery only. So, if the purpose of this marriage, this shadi, is that okay, this boy and girl come together, we want to live with each other, fulfilling each other's needs and satisfying each other's senses, then ultimately it leads to misery. There are so many troubles. There are so many problems. and the original word as per the vedic culture is vivah vivah means it's like taking the vows with each other that we will live with each other and either it's a happiness or distress we will be by the side of each other that is the meaning of vivah and the purpose of grahastha ashram there is so much focus on grahastha ashram grahastha ashram is meant for progressing towards the spiritual lord grahasthite ashrita while staying in a householder life one continuously progress towards the supreme lord towards the real goal of life <clears throat> that is grahastha ashram 
and that is the purpose of vivah vivah arrangement so in vivah people the boy and girl they make so many vows towards each other and husband and wife they are not just meant for living together in the sense okay we will go together sightseeing different places ghumna firna we will eat together people go to restaurants husband and wife going to restaurants and different places and eating together so roaming around together eating together that's not the purpose of married life that is not the purpose of grahastha life sirf ghumna firna khana peena nahi so there are actually four things which are mentioned that husband and wife they do together yes they go together different places either it could be the places of sightseeing or visiting the holy places going to yatra teeth yatra and yes eating together family eating together and then the main purpose is bhashya and bhajan not not only bhojan and bhraman the main two other important things are bhashya and bhajan bhashya means sitting together and discussing discussing the scriptures discussing krishna katha and bhajan chanting the holy name of the lord performing the sacrifices the yagya see lord ramachandra and sita devi when they are together in this marriage relationship no matter what situation come they were together 14 years when lord ramachandra went to exile mother sita said yes i am going to come with you i cannot stay without you even there are so many hardships in the forest but i will accompany you in the forest and while they are living in the forest they what lord ramachandra is doing yoga and yagya right he is performing the yagyas he is doing his bhajan and mother sita is always accompanying so lord ramachandra is showing by his example also that how a husband and wife living together they should be engaging in these activities so purpose of marriage is not that okay we are living together khana peena ghumna firna just doing those sightseeing and eating together things so real purpose of marriage is progressing towards in spiritual life towards the supreme lord and that's why grahastha ashram is one of the very important ashram if we cannot say oh we want to focus when we want to develop a community that we want to focus only on the brahmacharya ashram or on the vanprastha or sanyas ashram grahastha ashram is the most important actually because all other ashrama will come from grahastha ashram only from where the brahmacharis are going to come from where the sanyasis will come later on ultimately everything starts from grahastha life only so grahastha life is also very important in our iskon movement right we say there is a brahmacharya ashram there are so many brahmacharis or sanyasis maybe very less one prastha hardly and maximum is grahastha because when the grahastha ashram is strong then it will produce nice brahmacharis which can later on become nice sanyasis also so we need to work on these proper grahastha ashram system we cannot say working on one particular system for example if somebody is into bodybuilding and right? he is too much into bodybuilding working on the biceps and the chest muscles and also he is just doing those particular exercises to build the 
muscles of the upper body and doesn't pay attention to the lower body in terms of the thighs and legs so if the thighs and legs doesn't become strong but the upper body is becoming so bulky and mus- muscular and strong the legs may not be even able to sustain the weight of the torso so one need to work on all different aspects so same way in an organization need to be focused on all different ashramas the brahmachari ashrama grihastha ashrama one percent sanyas ashrama then there is a harmonization and as a actual progress in the society so grihastha ashram is the most important aspect and when prabhupada is writing here towards the end of the purport that if the boy and girl are devotees then it does not matter to do all this horoscope matching and all that so in one sense yes that is the right way but ultimately as devotees also what happened we all may have seen even in devotees the devotees boy and girl they get married right they come into this grihastha ashram into this vivah arrangement but don't we see problems among the devotees also don't we see the fights among devotee families also don't we see divorces happening between the devotee couples also so why is that happening is because ultimately everybody is different even though boy and girl both may be devotee but there is a difference in the level of devotion if somebody is a very advanced devotee and the other person is still in their beginning stage there may be a vast difference in their nature among devotees also we can see there is a difference in nature of people not everybody is same even though boy and girl both are devotee but nature is still very different somebody has a different interest some other other person may have a different interest so still it is very important to match the gunas match the qualities of the people even though they may be devotees it's not about just making as a blanket statement this statement is meant for if somebody is at the pure level somebody has come to the level of pure devotion right then he has no other consideration at that stage actually there will be no need of marriage also maybe so we have to understand that we are all progressing toward that stage we have not come to that stage and we are devotees in the making and it's not about making a blanket statement that oh if somebody has become devotee somebody has started practicing devotion that then they don't need to do this they don't need to do this at that stage also it's very well this matching of their qualities even if near doing the looking at the horoscope and match, matching that may be a good idea it's not that okay devotee don't need to do don't need to do this they don't need to look at the horoscope they don't need to do the shraddha ceremony they don't need to fulfill any other obligations towards the family member they don't have to be uh, indebted towards their family father mother and all that so it's not about just making that blanket statement we have to understand the intention behind that we can say yes devotees are transcendental but then devotee couples they also get angry towards each other so then we say oh, their anger is also transcendental their fight is also transcendental and then the devotee couple divorce or so their divorce is also transcendental so understanding the 
real intention behind such statement when the scripture mentioned if somebody take to the process of spiritual life somebody takes to krishna consciousness they don't have to do this or do that what is the real intention behind that we still have to understand we are not at the pure platform of pure bhakti and we may also get influenced by the lower nature at different points if we are not careful so that is the first part of uh, this or the major part of this purport because prabhupad is mainly focusing on one particular line of this verse and he focused on that one the another aspect of this verse which ajamila is saying is that i became the servant of my senses and i became so degraded because of that i fell down from my position of a duly qualified brahmana so that is also very important point to understand and to discuss because in our case what happens is we read lot of things we hear lot of things we may speak also lot of thing to others to encourage them to guide them but still it happens at times that our mode of passion or even sometimes the mode of ignorance is covering up the mode of goodness right and so many other instances in shrimad bhagavatam we hear about that particular scenario in 11th canto of shrimad bhagavatam uddhava is asking lord krishna that generally it is seen people they have that knowledge they have that understanding that this material entanglement leads to misery only and they develop that renunciation also that vairagya also but again they are seen enjoying the same material object they again indulge in this those same activities so why is that even though they understand yes it is misery only they develop that chanik vairagya also till they continue enjoying the same things same material world same senses and all that so why does that happen so lord krishna says that yes their mode of goodness increases and they develop that knowledge they develop that experience also but again the mode of ignorance and mode of passion overpowers it covers up their mode of goodness and they again indulge in that activity so the solution is that in the association of devotees one try to control his senses and his mind and engage the senses and mind in my service then they can stay protected so again if our mind goes to different thoughts bringing it back on the lord engaging our senses again in the service of the lord in that way when more and more and more our mode of goodness increase then we can win over the lower modes so that is in 11th canto what lord krishna is speaking to uddhava and in third canto also we see in the past time of devahuti talking to first kardama muni and then speaking to kapila dev also so their devahuti also speak the same thing here that i have been fully disgusted with this agitation from the senses they cause so much trouble and it is causing me to get into the ignorance it is increasing my ignorance again and again so devahuti is also speaking that even though devahuti is she is very elevated she is the daughter of avambhu manu and Sat, um, satyavati and in, she was married to kardama muni but 
even after having that long association of Kardama Muni, when Kardama Muni finally left to take sannyas after Kapil Dev is born, and now finally Devahuti is approaching Kapila Dev and asking that I am disgusted with this sense agitation. It is causing me ignorance. So again, our ignorance may cover up. And what? Why does it happen? First of all. Does ignorance lead to material enjoyment or material enjoyment lead to ignorance? Maybe we should try to understand that. Devahuti is saying, oh, my material entanglement is causing the ignorance. In reality, what happens is, our ignorance is the cause of our material enjoyment. And as we try to enjoy more and more in material life, that further increases our ignorance. Because ignorance is also of five types. Again, when we read the, about the creation, the process of creation, in that it describes that Brahmaji created the five type of ignorance. What is this five type of ignorance? It is Tamas, Moha, Maha, Moha, Tamishra, Andha, Tamishra. That is the five type of ignorance. Now, tamas, tamas is the starting point. That is the beginning stage. Beginning stage of ignorance is the ignorance about our real identity. That we are the soul. We forget that and we start thinking ourselves to be this material body. And because of that ignorance, because of that tama, we try to enjoy this material world. Because we think I am this body and I want to enjoy the senses. And that tama further lead to moha. Moha means me and mine. Aham mameti. I am this body and everything related to this body is mine. My son, my family, my cars, my bank balance. And then that moha further lead to maha moha. Madness for sense enjoyment. If somebody is too much attached for sense enjoyment, Dhyayato vishayan pumsa sanghat teshopajayate sanghat sanjayate kama When we continuously associate with the worldly object, there is a desire to get those objects, to enjoy those objects. There is a madness after material enjoyment. That's Mahamoha. And that Mahamoha further lead to Tamishra and Andha Tamishra. Further development of all these anger, envy, lust, and ultimately thinking, oh, this body is all in all, this life is all in all, and when this body dies and everything is finished, one develops that sort of mentality that, oh, I have just this one life, let me enjoy as much as I can. Big bag borrower steal, live life king size. So, originally, it starts from the basic ignorance of the soul, which lead to further and further entanglement into ignorance. So that's what Devahuti is also saying in the third canto, that I am disgusted with this sense agitation because it's continuously increasing my ignorance. And what is the root cause? So in case of Ajamila also, same thing happened. Because he started continuously focusing on that one scene, that wrong scene which, is, which he had seen. And for us, people of Kaliuga, that scene is more often, right? That's more, it's a common scene these days on public places, boy and girl holding hands together, embracing and kissing, and even on the TVs, movies, everywhere, same thing is shown. What could be our situation in that way if we don't 
safeguard ourselves. So Aja Mila said, I fell down from my position as a duly qualified Brahmana because of this ignorance. And how we can come out of that ignorance, the problem with Aja Mila, what was the root cause of problem in case of Aja Mila was because he was not in the proper association. He was not in the association of devotees. He was just doing the things by himself. And there was nobody to check him, nobody to correct him. That way, hey, you have fallen down from your practice. You are doing something wrong. And even when we cross beyond certain stage, then we cannot even hear others falling also. We cannot even hear others' advice also. So in case of Ajamila, he was not having any association and he could not correct himself. What the lesson we can learn from that is the association of devotee is very, very important for us to keep on the right track. If we start to divert from our path, from our practice of Vaidhi Sadhana Bhakti, there are other devotees who can correct us. That, oh, Prabhuji, Mataji, I think you are doing this something wrong. You should not be doing this. You have skipped down or slipped down from your chanting or your uh, proper practice of sadhana. So if somebody is there to guard us, to correct us, then we are more safer. That's why association is very, very important. Everywhere we read, in all the different pastimes, be it the pastime of Dhruva Maharaj, Prahalad Maharaj, everywhere its association is most important. Prahalad Maharaj, what does he pray to the Lord? When Lord Narsingha Dev himself appears there, after he has ripped apart the chest of Hiranya Kashipu, now Prahlad Maharaj is offering prayers to Lord Narsingha Dev. At that time, he is saying, I am not afraid of your this fearful form. This form as a fierce loin with sharp teeth and nails, your eyes, red hot eyes, I am not afraid of all this form. Only thing I am afraid is the wrong association. So, Prahlad Maharaj prays that let me be in the association of your devotees. Dhruva Maharaj also prays the same way. I want to be in the association of your devotees so that I can continuously hear about your glories. So, if we stay in the association of devotees, that is the most important thing to safeguard ourselves so we don't get contaminated by the influences of this Kali Yuga. Devahuti, when she mentioned this thing to Kapila Dev, that please tell me how I can attain liberation, how I can become free from this influence of the sense entanglement. At that time, Kapila Dev says that mind is the root cause. Our mind is the pivot. If mind is attached to material modes, it causes bondage. And if the mind is attached to the Supreme Lord, it causes liberation. Now, wherever the scripture talk about liberation, the word moksha, what does moksha really mean? It's not that, okay, exactly becoming free from the cycle of birth and death and going back to the spiritual world. The terminology moksha is becoming free from the dualities of material nature, becoming free from the influences of this material happiness and distress. If somebody is not troubled by the dualities of life, 
within this body within this life he is considered to be at a liberated stage so the liberation really is becoming free from the distress the miseries of this material world so mind is the root cause if mind is attached to the supreme lord that causes liberation and then how does the mind reach that stage how to become attached to the supreme lord best process is bhakti because mind attached to the supreme lord causes liberation and best process to attach mind to the supreme lord is the process of bhakti and that's why kapila dev in the third canto also he talks about the importance of associating with devotees prasangam ajaram pasham atmanah kavayo vidhu sa eva sadhu shu krito moksha dwaram apavratam attachment if it is applied to the material things prasangam prasangam ajaram pasham so sanga sanga is association prasanga means intense association if we have intense association with ajaram the material sense enjoyment this material sense enjoyment it doesn't get weak at any time ajaram it doesn't become old so if somebody is so much attached intense association with this material enjoyment it leads to pasham bondage ta eva sadhushu krito but if that same intense attachment is developed towards the sadhus towards the devotees of the lord moksha dwaram apavratam then it opens up door door of liberation so it's our attachment if we are attached to the material things it will be causing further and further bondage if we attach ourselves to the devotees of the lord if we have that intense association with the devotees then it opens up the door of liberation because it will cut down our material attachment there is somebody to correct us somebody to guard us to protect us from any fall down so then what happens in the association in the association of devotees what to be done सुप्रीम लॉर्ड विच इज वेरी pleasing and satisfying to the ears and the heart bhavanti hrit karna rasayana katha the the past times of the lord the krishna katha is very pleasing to the ears and to the heart and by cultivating such attachment with the devotees attachment to hearing about the supreme lord gradually one becomes advanced on this path he becomes liberated from this stage liberated from the material miseries asav apavarga vartamani so apavarga he goes to apavarga he is free from this pavarga pavarga means pa pa bha bha ma parishram pain vyartha bhay mrityu so this pavarga is like the line of this devanagari script starting with the letter pa 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 ba ba ma. That is called pa varga. And this pa varga exp 
explains the nature of this material world parishram everybody does so much hard labor to maintain themselves in this material world and when people work day and night at the night when they take rest there are so much form coming out of their mouth mouth out of the tiredness some um, sweat coming out some saliva coming out so that is pain so perfer and then verb earth even though people may try to collect so much in this material world they may acquire so many positions so many titles at the time of death everything is finished and bhav is bhai fear everybody is filled with fear in this material world fear of so many things fear of old age fear of getting diseased fear of competition fear of losing job fear of losing hair so many fears are there everybody is filled with fear and ultimately everybody have to meet death ma mrityu so that is pervarga but when the devotees engage in the devotional service then they attain apavarga they become free from all these material miseries and so it's not bhakti doesn't help only with coming to the stage of liberation as if a liberation is becoming free from the dualities of material nature happiness and distress pain and pleasure but bhakti takes us beyond that stage what is that stage developing that nishtha conviction in the supreme lord developing that rati asakti bhav and ultimately prema towards the supreme lord with all other processes which is gyan yoga ashtanga yoga all these they also can lead to liberation no doubt one can come to the stage of liberation which is freedom from the dualities of material nature but they cannot these process the dhyana yoga gyana yoga karma yoga they cannot help one to develop that sati asakti bhav prem towards the supreme lord only bhakti is capable of developing these things so that's why to develop bhakti what is the most important thing having the association of devotees actually kapiladev is not simply saying association of devotees he is saying developing attachment with the devotees so there is a difference in having just association or developing attachment to devotees association means yes we come together with each other we sit together we chant together we hear together but it's more than that we need to develop relationship with the devotees we need to become attached to the pure devotees of the lord again we have to be very careful when we say this statement attached become attached to devotees it doesn't mean everybody is at the same level or everybody is equal you become attached to the neophyte devotees because they are also still covered by the modes of material nature they may also get influenced by passion and ignorance and may do wrong things when we talk about becoming attached to the devotees mean becoming attached to the pure devotees of the lord to our spiritual master to the advanced devotees who continuously guide us in the path of spiritual life so becoming attached to the devotees that is our safer mode to continue in the path of bhakti so we don't get influenced by the wrong things of this world and get get drifted away from this path as agamila is saying that oh i got drifted i fell down from my position of a duly qualified brahmana 
so if we really want to attain the ultimate goal of life association of devotees is very important and what we do in the association of devotees we hear about the supreme lord we chant the holy name of the lord we engage in the service of the lord so i will stop here grantra shrimad bhagavatam ki jai shrila prabhupad ki jai ananta koti vaishnav vrind ki jai please forgive me if i spoke something wrong if i spoke more than what i'm supposed to say or qualified to say please forgive me if i spoke something wrong and please correct me if anybody will like to add anything or have any comments please feel free thank you that means if prabhupad is saying that uh, uh, as a practitioners we don't need to see the janampatri right but see sometimes mm-hmm. uh, we know that the girl is a mangalik and mm-hmm. uh, if she to marry a mangalik or she has to marry some something you know like uh, it was so funny i was seeing one of the uh, like thing clip you know uh, this famous uh, uh, amita bachan's daughter in law uh, her name is ashwarya so she was mangalik hmm. so she went to some temple and then she got married to a tree hmm and wo dosh ko hatane ke liye now this is like you know they are in a material life and then she got married to amita bachan's son so and then hmm. i've heard this is where in the mangalik actually the spouse passes away because the mangalik is so strong that the mangalik should marry the mangalika all these things you know we have been raised by hearing all this and mm-hmm. now it's very nice to hear when propat says that you know we as a devotee you should not uh, uh, consider all these things but then the mind may na vehm ya fear rehta hai so how to overcome that and say okay no and also prabhu ji i wanted to ask you when you got married to mata ji uh, your wife uh, like mm-hmm. did you also see the horoscope <laughs> because you you are such a you're so qualified and senior so i just wanted to know whether uh, you know and and also if you can tell about other devotees what they do and you know the marriage uh, for the matrimonial that's another so, thing to ask yeah okay thank you mataji for your question and putting me on the spot <laughs> so first thing now i will tell uh, the real world scenarios here so as i mentioned during the class also so prabhupad is writing about this particular thing as devotees we don't have to look into all these things so there are both aspects of this uh, particular point there have been many discussions related to this statement among the devotee community and the senior devotees here why because over the past 50 years within our organization within our movement also we have seen 
I don't know about you personally or everybody in the call here personally, if you have seen, but there are cases of uh, problems within devotees' lives also, right? D within devotee couples also. Uh, so much of fight leading up to the stage of violence also, the domestic violence, and so many instances of divorces among devotee couples also. I know here one family, uh, American boy and girl, they were devotees. They, they started practicing and uh, they got married. And after a couple of years, they were everything was going nice. They were both preaching nicely, serving nicely, taking some big projects actually. And it was they were seen as a role model that, oh, they both are serving so nicely in the movement, um, taking up this big project. Then all of a sudden, they got divorced. They went to their different outs. They married, uh, the girl married somebody else and the boy married some other girl. They are still practicing. They are still devotees. They are still practicing. They are still continuing with their preaching activity also. So the point what I'm saying is in devotee couples also we see problems happen. So we cannot just make as a uh, blanket statement that in devotees it does not needed because we have to understand we have not come to the pure platform yet. We have not transcended the modes of material natures yet. We get covered up by the mode of ignorance and passion. And so it's important and as Another point is because everybody is different. Even devotees, not every devotee is same. Not every devotee is at the same level. There is a difference in the level. There is a difference in the nature. One devotee may like to do kirtan. Another devotee may like to do cooking. Right? So there is a difference in nature. So overall, everybody is different. And among devotees also, if there is a certain background fault, in the term, in term of based on their uh, previous karmic reaction, which may come up further and influence them. So it's as devotee also, it's better to do a matchmaking in the sense, at least trying to understand their nature, their qualities, and see if they are fit for each other. So even scriptures, we see it's, it's not exactly making horoscope and matching horoscope many times but still they consider their nature, their qualities. And so in, in the case of, for example, uh, the sons of, not the sons, the daughters of uh, Devahuti and Kapila Dev, uh, sorry, Devahuti and Kardama Muni, I'm speaking wrong words here. So in the case of the marriage of the daughters of Devahuti and Kardama Muni, what was told to them when Brahma and all the other sages appeared there, they said, they told Kardam Muni, now you give, up a, give away your daughters in charity to the different sages. Till at that time also, it's not whimsical. This is Yatha Shilam, Yatha Ruchi. Based on their qualities, Yatha Shilam. You have nine daughters, there are nine other sages. So which daughter, which girl is suitable for one particular stage based on their nature, yatha shilam, jiske saath, jiska nature match karta hai, us hisab se apni putriyon ko unke saath vivaa kar do. Give away your daughters in that proportion. So it's not that they just whimsically, okay, give this daughter to this stage, this to that stage. So they made proper arrangement, which daughter to be married to which particular stage. So 
uh, anusuya is married to atri arundhati is married to vashishtha that time so they made these arrangement that time also so they are all devotees right they are all born into devotee families still it is good to make the to kind of match the qualities of the boy and girl we cannot simply say yes he is practicing he is chanting 16 mala girl is also chanting 16 mala so everything is perfect we have to sometimes take care of other situations also yes we may say that chanting will take care of everything at the higher level ultimate level yes chanting will take care of everything but in the initial stages we are still influenced by hunger and thirst we cannot say chanting will take care of your hunger you don't need to eat anything so just keep chanting you don't need to drink anything just keep chanting you need don't need to take rest just keep chanting chanting of the holy name will take care of everything so we still have to provide the food for our senses also so that applies in marriage relationships also ultimately when the equal nature people come together in marriage relationship and when they continue to practice their devotion they will support each other in their further journey in spiritual life they right? further progress in spiritual life so still it is good idea to match their qualities and if somebody want to go to the level of horoscope also that's okay too now in case of uh, my marriage my marriage happened before both of us actually came to krishna consciousness so i was from a religious family both of us were like background all of hindus right as you know we practiced something little here and there but in our case also there was the matchmaking or the kind of looking at the horoscope was done even though it may not be perfectly good um may not be perfectly matching all the qualities they say 36 guna and if more you match more the better at least 18 right they say in the middle at least so in our case also some dosh was there in the horoscope and uh, they did some remedy to fix that dosh like some uh, ritualistic ceremonies and as after coming after marriage uh, we came to krishna consciousness and our journey started so with mercy of krishna even though some faults may be there um, some problems may be there it is taken care now i don't say everybody's life is perfect husband and wife they may have some disagreements i will accept that and uh, we also sometimes have arguments right we may have a different difference in opinions uh, you want to send the child to this university or that university do you want to do this or that we may have a difference in opinion but when the backbone is strong if we both practice nicely in spiritual life then we can come out of those argumentative situations and we can continue we can this progress come to a solution and continue with our agreements it gets resolved quickly that is the difference in materialistic couples versus devotee couples materialistic couples we see if some arguments start they just continue increasing and increasing because ego is so strong ego is so powerful they just keep going on arguing and fighting 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 and it takes such a huge shape and ultimately ends up the relationship but in devotee couples what happen even though when sometime they have disagreement they have argument they may fight with each other also but then 
ultimately they start thinking oh why did i do this why did i fight he is also a devotee or she is also a devotee maybe it's my fault only maybe let me just um, keep quiet and try to tolerate the situation because that knowledge is there that uh, intelligence is sharpened now they can make those sort of decisions and tolerate these situations come to an agreement and move forward so in in the case of devotee couples their argument subside quickly whereas in materialistic couples they just keep going and going and going and taking the huge shape so ultimately my point my recommendation or my outcome of this whole thing is as a devotee also it is good idea to do the matchmaking or at least matching the qualities of both boy and girl while making this marriage arrangement thank you so much for this explaining and there's one question which i don't know according to me it's a very silly question see you talked about qualities matching uh, through janampatri of both of them right but what happens is even if you're matching the qualities i have seen husband mm-hmm. wife always opposite the natures i mean always i've seen that so many in my relatives and everyone me and my husband also we are so opposite to each other and um, mm-hmm. you know and uh, like so in that sense the qualities we are matching what are the qualities we looking at actually i mean we are so much opposite on everything on every issue and of course with time initially you know it's like little bit difficult and at difficult stage you cross then you don't go into divorce and separation and all that but you know that there's yeah. a thin line there you take care of it once you take care of that situation where you know okay this person is opposite but see he's earning money he's doing this he respects his parents respects his in-laws and all those things you put forward and then you put the the negative things at the back you know maybe some right, angry right. maybe the person is uh, you know not very has got like very picky about food so all those things but what i mean to say is ke jo ye uh, uh, now matchmaking qualification and the nature is anyway opposite so can right. you so, uh, reflect on opposite, this yeah when we talk about opposite nature that that is maybe the thing right which they are matching see if both are exactly same nature that will also lead to problem if both are getting short tempered if husband is also short tempered wife is also short tempered can we say that or oh, that their qualities are matching and that is the perfect match for each other to get married maybe not because if no. both are short tempered we'll both get angry so quickly at each other and it will lead to so many arguments so maybe the 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 way to say that their qualities are matching is okay one is short tempered another one is very gentle and calm so if one person gets angry at least the other has the quality to keep quiet and tolerate it so that is the matching of qualities okay so, so that is basically the matching which the horoscope is doing is seeing that that this should be kind of uh, not having the similar qualities right so it's not exactly like as a similar quality each trait is very equal or similar so because then that also will lead to problem only if one person is very passionate another person is also very passionate one person is too egoistic the second person is also too egoistic both are looking for their fame and glory then they both are very egoistic toward each other right then how will they live peacefully with each other 
so there are many gunas which are matched so it's not that perfectly all the gunas have to be equally matching in the same direction because opposites attract each other so sometimes some qualities need to be opposite for being a perfect match yes prabhu ji understood this this doubt has been there in my mind and in a very simple way you have cleared it you know like uh, but isn't it prabhu ji like you mentioned that there is divorces and separation so i mm-hmm. i personally feel that uh, you know when uh, two people are together and if they will not accept the other person's uh, negative uh, behavior then that mm. often you know and sometimes also it happens like i have seen uh, in our case <laughs> i'm just sharing because you know uh, like uh, you know when the children were the girls both the girls were born then that mm-hmm. bonded us more so now the even mm. if our differences are there we keep it aside because we don't want to uh, put it in front of the girls you know that we have differences and that right. uh, kind of focus uh, you know on uh, uh, more on uh, like um, the relationship changed after children came you know then uh, maybe we're not getting along so well but when the children came then you know we want to kind of put a different front and of course uh, you know the children also bond the parents uh, very nicely so yeah prabhuji okay thank you so much if That's anybody has any questions yeah they can ask yes prabhuji thank you no thank you for adding your personal scenario also so i was saying that's what happened right till we keep ourselves in the center there may be problem when we shift ourselves from the center and keep the other person in the center yes. then there is more alignment towards that common goal so keeping children so in your case you are saying children became the common goal we are not thinking hmm. about ourselves because yeah i just wanted to add like what would happen is sometimes like my husband we have differences so when the daughter grew up like after say not uh, two years three years my elder one so she would uh, not know whose side to take <laughs> and then she would feel mm-hmm. very disappointed and she would sit like that you know that my parents are like arguing on certain points so then i decided i said i will not argue because you know i will i make her feel bad she's come to this world and you know uh, so it's like uh, for children's sake you give up and compromise and you know you uh, kind of uh, move on so yeah there are there are different things which build the relationship in people and i think we should look for that strength rather than just uh, you know break the relationship um yeah prabhu ji thank you hari krishna thank you hari krishna hari krishna bol dhanyawad to all the sushrut gopal i have a question regarding sangha so sometimes what hmm. uh, what happens is uh, the quality of uh, <coughs> quality of association that uh, comes down uh, so in a to an extent that a lot of prajalpa is there and uh, it, it, it comes to a situation that they are not able to take association the only option is to give association go and give association so that way is <coughs> further upward progress is is halted so what should take what should happen in such kind of sangha situations so very good point roji in the association also uh, we have to be careful as is a devotee is not all devotees are same not all devotees are of same nature among devotees also there is difference in nature and difference in the level so we have to be careful how we take association with whom we mingle up more the level of taking association right so in the general principle of association is when we see the devotees just everybody greeting them being 
happy in the association of devotees but again it depends how closely we take association of particular devotees so if some particular devotee are more into there is a prajalpa going on definitely we want to stay away from that situation we don't want to engage ourselves also in that thinking or our devotees are talking about this topic so what is the harm i can also jump into this discussion if to new five devotees are talking about movies or uh, politics or some other things so it doesn't mean we have to jump into that and start giving our uh, opinions also in that so in that case yes we can say away more of association means to take as a positive association among devotees and developing relationship with the advanced devotees in nectar of instruction also it talks about guhya makhyati prachati bhungte bhojte chaiva so those are the six exchanges among the devotees inquiring from them hearing from them offering gifts receiving gifts offering them prasadam receiving prasadam so those are the exchanges among the devotees and by following those loving exchanges we develop relationship among devotees now if there is no possibility of having a proper association nice association with the advanced devotees then still in our heart we can associate with devotees in different ways like this is virtual association right now um that is one way of associating with senior devotees by their shravanam by their vani right by hearing from them and in our heart always thinking about or remembering the advanced devotees in terms of our spiritual master shila prabhupad remembering that because when we remember the advanced devotees to the level of our spiritual master and shila prabhupad if we continuously think of them thinking of them is non different from thinking about krishna because when we think about them definitely there will be connection with krishna because they are engaged in service of krishna they were they are or were thinking about krishna or serving krishna so in that way that is also one way of having constant association for example prahlad maharaj prahlad maharaj was not in a physical association that is the exact situation which you are mentioning prahlad maharaj's association was with all the demoniac children right the children of other asuras so prahlad maharaj was not taking their association he was giving his association to them and in his heart he was taking the association of narad muni and lord vishnu so he was in his heart always remembering his spiritual master and the lord and outside he was trying to give his association to others without taking their association we may go in the material world we may have to associate with our co-workers colleagues and other people but association really means when we are not affected by their thought process right so if we are getting influenced by their thought process means we are taking their association and to give our thought process to others to influence others with our thought process that is giving them our association so right roji does it make the yeah 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 correct that in a situation where somebody is a madhyamadhika level or uh, he can give some association but also he needs some association so yeah in situation which he doesn't afford 
uh, him uh, a better association than than uh, than he, he needs. Uh, 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 then uh, he has to take the actually the if we are not take the association but we should maybe try to get association on a special occasions um, like going for visiting the holy places as a yatra to taking that time taking association meeting the other advanced devotees uh, there is a possibility of different retreats happening at different places at different times so we can take some time out of our schedule and maybe attend some retreat where we meet so many other advanced devotees and spend time with them so it may not be on a daily basis or weekly basis but sometime once in 3 months once in 6 months we can try to take association in that way Prabhuji, in reference to question, uh, Partha Prabhu asked, uh, I wanted to get a definition of what it means to be a mixed devotee. What it means to be a mixed devotee? Okay, you tell me, Mataji. What do you Have say? Have about mixed devotees, right? Somewhere in the, I don't know where, but I, I read that uh, there are mixed devotees. Right. So, mixed devotee definition. Yeah, go ahead. Right, so that is one definition of a mixed devotee. Mixed devotee means somebody who is following the path of yoga, Ashtanga yoga, and doing little bhakti also somewhere mixed. So that is uh, Mishra bhakti, and same way somebody is following the process of Jnana as the primary path and. maybe having little mix of bhakti in that that is gyan mishra bhakti so it could be dhyana mishra bhakti gyan mishra bhakti karma mishra bhakti so that is a mix devotee mishra bhakta and another definition of mix devotion is somebody who is practicing bhakti but at the same time somebody is trying to enjoy material life so he is trying to do something spiritually also and he is trying to progress spiritually materially also so that's kind of as a mixed devotee his his aim is not fully fixed yet yeah somebody is over some yeah some people i know who go ahead prabhu ji was saying something now i was just kind of concluding with that if somebody is having so many desires to advance materially also still that i want to acquire this much wealth or i want to get to that position in my career or something so if having those type of material goals also and over endeavoring towards those and at the same time taking to spiritual life that okay i am chanting i am doing this so that is kind of as a mixed devotion yet because our goal is not finalized not fully clear yet go ahead mataji so prabhu ji like there if there some people like you know they chanting but then they mm-hmm. they, they are eating onion garlic you know mm. and then uh, you know things like that it's like a 
something following something not so those will also come in the category of mixed devotee yes mixed devotee in the sense they have taken to the process yet but haven't given up the other things yet slowly it will come as they continue to progress so even taking their association uh, is also not good you said because you mentioned in your class you know association of pure devotees right so we should be giving our association to them so they can progress further they can uplift for the mixed devotees so right yeah okay See, I will tell you, right? When you are running a preaching program, say a bhakti vriksha program or a namhatta program, so there all these new devotees also come. We invite everybody to come to the program. Not that everybody is come to a very advanced stage. There is somebody who just started maybe few weeks back, somebody few months back, and slowly, slowly they are trying to progress. Somebody has come, started chanting two rounds now. Somebody is eight rounds, sixteen rounds. So yes, you are associating. physically with everybody in the program you are talking to them you are uh, giving them some <clears throat> guidance also instruction also so it's more of you giving your association to them rather you taking their association because i have seen when these new people come they are sitting in the class kirtan everything is done when the prasadam time is going on then they they sit with each other and they start talking some other things also they may start talking about some movie also they may start talking about some cricket match they may start talking about some political event also so it's not that that time we also mix up with them and start discussing all these things with them so that's about the point of association so we don't take their association we may try to divert the discussion to a different thing that oh let's not talk about these things let's talk about what did you hear in the class what did you like in the class what point did you like what is the take home message so again point is to not get affected by their thought process their emotions but to affect them with our thought process with our emotions right so that is taking association versus giving association Yes, Prabhuji. But you know, sometimes I've seen that there are a lot of people. You know, uh, especially in America, everybody is isolated. So when they want to go to a program, I mean, if devotees mm-hmm. are conducting bhikshya, or if there is some other program, they want to have socializing as a part of their life because they feel that you know it is so much inbuilt. So, like for example, I've seen some devotees will come, they'll do the kirtan. Okay, kirtan is done before everybody starts talking in the Indian community. Immediately, the class will start. The class is ending, mm-hmm. then you know. Immediately devotees like prasadam, okay, and then uske baad then they're leaving. Uh, so you mm. know what happens is that, uh, and then of course then later on, if the home program is your home program, then sometimes some people want to like you know like we didn't even get a time to meet you or talk to you, and they want to exchange mm. uh, talks because you know they are not at that uh, level. They are coming like as a uh, fun, you know, like okay we are we are coming for the it's like a it's like. A, Even जो पूजा वगैरह होता है यू नो लाइक सम पीपल कंडक्ट लाइक यू नो नए घर का पूजा एंड ऑल दैट दैट ऑल्सो थोड़ा सा वो होगा एंड एवरीबडी वॉन्ट्स टू टॉक सो डजेंट दिवोटीज डोंट अलाउ दैट देन वोट दे हैव दैट इम्प्रेशन दैट ओ यू नो देर इज ओनली यू नो दे हैव द फुल कंट्रोल ओवर द होल थिंग एंड वी आर नॉट एबल टू सोशलाइज और डू एनी थिंग सो आई एम नॉट इंटरेस्टेड टू गो आई एम सींग फ्रॉम दैट परस्पेक्टिव 
Right, right. So that is the point here. One thing to understand is some level of talk about developing as what we call as ice breaking, right? So developing little relationships. So in those scenarios, little talk about their personal thing is also okay. We don't want, we, I don't say that we don't have to talk anything at all about anything. We can talk about their family thing. Okay, how is everybody in the family? How is your health? How is your work going? So it's okay to mention or to talk about certain general things also. I know my Guru Maharaj, right, whenever he starts the talk first, he starts with these basic things first. He will ask about how is family doing, how is your job going on. We cannot say all this thing also as a mundane talk, as a materialistic talk. As a human nature, we have the need to be, uh, to feel that reciprocation, to feel that um, caring nature. So we want to see if the other person care about me. So as a part of being caring about other person, talking about these general things about family, work, health situation, it's okay, perfectly okay. We can talk about those things. So as long as the talk is between you and me, about you and about me, then it's okay. But when we talk about the third person, that becomes as a mundane talk, as a gossip. That becomes as a gramya katha. Quickly, I want to say one thing in the middle, Prabhuji. Like, please give a definition of what is prajalpa. <laughs> you know, I've heard this word so many times. And right, like you, you already gave it, right? right now you said, about third person. Right, See, so prajalpa, when we talk about a third person. Yeah. Go ahead, Prabhuji. So, yeah, you, you mentioned that point. At that time, I did not give the definition. Prajalpa means? when we are talking about the third person, prajalpa. If, as long as we are talking between you and me, okay, how about your this situation or that situation, then it's okay. When we start talking about, oh, this person did that, that person did this, that person is not present and we are talking about somebody else, that becomes as a prajalpa, that gossip. So we don't want to engage in those. So socialization does not mean we don't talk anything at all about apart from speaking about Krishna. Yes, you can talk about your personal situation. That's also part of um, the six exchanges. One of them is Dohiyam Akhyati Prayachati, right? So inquiring from somebody, okay, I have this situation. What should I do in this situation? I'm having little health situation. Um, I get this knee problem or I don't digest food properly. So you want to discuss about yourself, your health situation and ask somebody's suggestion about that. It doesn't mean that becomes as a useless talk or as a gossip that we don't have to do anything about the material body or material life and just talk about Krishna consciousness. Having that caring nature about somebody, that's also how we develop relationship with others and help them take to Krishna consciousness also properly. Because if the person feels, oh, he doesn't care about me, all he thinks about is uh, only this thing. He is just giving me pravachan, pravachan, pravachan. I don't want to go any longer. That's not what we want. We want to bring them at the platform of bhakti. And we have to show that little caring nature also. Right? That's why we have so many groups here as a devotee care groups. Devotee care means in the need, in the time of need, we are eager to help them in their other material things also. 
like somebody lost job and we are trying to help them find another job or uh, support them in that difficult time somebody is having baby new baby in the house and during that time supporting that family so in that that is also kind of as a devotee care as long as it be, it's between you and me talking about you and me it's okay we are not going and starting conversation about other different things yes prabhu ji thank you so much for clearing this because when you said this i said okay so many times we have heard and uh, even uh, his holiness uh, uh, gopal krishna goswami maharaj he is uh, you know he huh? always stresses a lot on this that do not do prajalpa he says you know like and uh, so i was just always thinking that prajalpa is like i always thought prajalpa means talking bad about something but then hmm. you gave a definition that if we are not talking about each other then the third person we talking about so hmm. what generally what happens then that becomes bad only something or other negative only we say some right. negative thing come out oh you know this person said this to me but he should not have done other person will say something else and then it wastes so much of our time but if we simply understand the definition like you said that if i have to connect with anyone and you know um, like i ask them unka hal chal apna hal chal this is going on and that's that's good enough that's it you know right so we need to right. get into the, uh, so very nice prabhu ji mentioned this because this is how, if we actually have a proper definition of what is um, you know leading to prajalpa then you know we will indulge less in it and engage more of our time like bhagavad gita says don't even waste a second in your life engage every second every minute in uh, you know seva of krishna which is i mean not very it's really hard but you know these strong statements we hear uh, each statement like this have such a profound effect on our life so we keep in mind and we want to follow it yeah thank you prabhu ji yeah. and thank, thank you to partha prabhu ji because he asked this question and then from that question i have another question and uh, then uh, we got this definition from you so thank you prabhu thank you mathin that's why i think the discussion at the end is more important than the class itself yeah right i will no project class is also can, uh... class is very important <laughs> yeah. thank you prabhu ji for enlightening us very nice question and answer actually these are all very practical uh, questions and uh, we come across these in our you know sangha with the devotees whenever we are meeting in bhakti vriksha or in the temple so we have to be careful like how we give our association to the devotees and not take their thank you prabhu ji thank you i think we can end session